So, Dale, what have you been working on recently? Well, I manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Why don't you stop being so confrontational, Dale? Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Grass Gear podcast. I'm FN Grasshopper and as ever I'm joined with my talented co-host Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi Dan. Hi Tony. How are you mate? Yeah, not bad yourself? Yeah, it's not been not been that long since we last spotted really. No, it's short and sweet this week. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so yeah, lot, lots happened. FM's got a release date which is really good. Yeah, it's a Tuesday which is a bit strange. It's a Tuesday, I've booked it off work though, don't know about you. If, uh, I, I'm off that week. Anything that slightly annoys me, I mean, everyone's moaning this late. I would have wished they waited an extra day. So FM20 come out on the 20th, not the 19th. Yeah. Okay. Because of 2020. Yeah. All the 20s, yeah. So, God, um, they should get you in the marketing department, shouldn't they? Well, there's a lot of things they should get me in, to be fair. But <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> um, So if the if the clues in the title really this podcast, Football Manager Meets Fantasy Football... Um, we've got a good friend Dale, uh, FBL chef, onto the pod, um, who is kind of a, a blogger of FBL, but he also is a football manager player. So we just thought we'd get his mind in today to chat FM and FBL. So say hi, Dale. Now then, fuckers. Yes, the, the catchphrase is uh, as requested by me, actually. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm not so bad. I've just done a night shift, so I've had about three hours sleep, but I'm ready to go. Excellent. And I don't, I don't know if you've listened to Grass and Gear. We're a bit of a joke podcast, really. We don't um, don't take ourselves too seriously. And this is probably one of the serious topics we've got today, really. <laughs> what, talking about fantasy football? <laughs> <laughs> it says it all, doesn't it? Oh, God help um, you. So today's agenda, obviously, got our usual drink opening in a sec. Um, then we've got kind of like a loose discussion shared by myself um, regarding football manager and statistics. And then after that, we have what I call a little game basically I put together a FM content creators fantasy football um, and the guys chose a few content creators earlier this month and based on some criteria I've scored them so it'd be interesting to see who wins tonight or that uh, I'm sure you guys have been waiting all week to hear this uh, who's going to oh, win the Friday follow definitely yeah um, <laughs> so we might as well just get straight into it the beer opening um, I'll start because um, my beer um it reminds me of attribute masking, which is weird. I've got a Brahma, which is a Brazilian lager, and the can is really colourful, it's vibrant, it's very Brazilian. Like, if it was a new gen, it'd be like Flair 17, 19 years old. But the attribute masking part of it is that when you taste it, it's really incredibly bland. And I think it's like one of those mass-produced lagers that you probably need to knock back a feud before you start feeling it. Or in my case, one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm drinking. What about you, Dan? Well, after that, um, the only last week with the uh, um, six twenty bottles of Cobra for two quid, I went and bought about ten of them. So I got another Cobra tonight. Okay. So you bought <laughs> excellent. Just then you don't need to sell that, do you? You're, you're no. happy with Cobra? <laughs> just uh, well, I suppose there's a couple of snakes around. So excellent. Um, <laughs> You've had quite a few already, I imagine. <laughs> Just the way you was pre-pod, you was a bit... Yeah, I've, had, I've had a couple of French ones before. <laughs> uh, and Dale, bring some culture to the pod, please. Some culture? I've got some... I've got a uh, transmission by North Bruin. It's a little pale ale. Uh, 6.9%. That, that's breakfast. And then after that, we've got a... <laughs> Tiny Rebel, Marshmallow Porter, uh, yeah. So ha- has the pod really ruined your sleep pattern? Because you've just done a, you've done a shift, haven't you? Uh, I did a night shift last night. No, I haven't ruined it. Um, I never sleep after a night shift. Uh, I, don't okay. s- I don't sleep full stop, so... It's yeah. a you've done a long cycle now, and hopefully I've you might go to bed at some point. I've had, like, three hours. There's a bloke who I work with, generally, after we finish a 12-hour night shift, he drinks five pints of Guinness. And he sleeps for 10 hours after that. Fuck. So that's a little tip for you. Yeah, I'd need to yeah, get up for, <laughs> for a while. So. I think like, laying, laying on that, though, for a 10 hour sleep, is, is that good for digestion? I don't know. Should I, you should ask him, Dan. Say that again? You should ask him about digestion. Is that a good thing to lay down for that? Well, long? Prob- probably not. I can imagine he shits black, to be fair. 
Yeah, it does does have that effect. <laughs> I mean, I, I can probably sink about twenty pounds and go to sleep. So, <laughs> I mean, slept through the next week. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like everyone's like, "Where's FBO chef?" That's just that's just a frat. It's Tuesday in Miles. <laughs> okay, guys. Whenever you're ready, let's um, spark up. Hmm. You see, mine is just not tasting anything really. I don't mind it, but um, like what I said about Atrick masking, if like on the new gen in FM, when you see that Wonder Kid is 19, well, he's not Wonder Kid, you just see Flair 17, you think they're good, and it, it turns out they can't finish and I've got a first touch once you scouted them. Yeah, I um, found that. Um, is that beer, basically. I found Bram is a bit like adults are wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> what, step overs <laughs> in his own half. Yeah, full of, full of promise, <laughs> but not nine, nine products. <laughs> The, 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 honestly, the can is so colourful and bright, you, you, you can't miss it. So they've done really well there, but they just need a bit of flavour, really. Yeah, um, you need some hops in there. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me started okay. about beer, so... No, let's go back on to discussion. So um, we thought we'd just kind of ask you some questions about Foot Manager as an icebreaker. And has FM changed the way you play FBL? Or you can flip that in reverse and say, has FBL changed the way you play FM? Oh, do you want me to answer that right now? You can do, or we can just wait until you <laughs> digested it a bit more. I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, not really, uh, I'll be honest. I think, I don't know, I mean, I, I play FPL in a very particular way. I don't play it, I'll, I'll, everyone else plays it, really, Um I'd, uh, most people try and fit like all the star players into the squad as, as best they can, and I and I kind of spread the value about in my team. Um, but on FM, I just kind of want to buy Ronaldo and and score as many <laughs> goals as I can. So it's a bit different. I mean, to be fair, like I I've played football manager or championship manager for about getting on for twenty odd years. Um, oh, okay, so you played that before FBL then? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I used to play. I used to play to win. Uh, now I kind of play to see what's possible in the match engine. Um, you know, try and recreate systems or whatever. Um, yeah, obviously, I think I think a lot of long-term players go down that route. I don't know how you feel, Dan, but yeah, you, see, I mean, you seem to see people change that way. Yeah. Do you mean like within regards to like recreating tactics and stuff, Dale? Yeah. So if I wanted to like do, you know, like like a BLC three three one three. Or yeah. what, what? What do you know? Just things like that. Try and try and make it work. Try and break the match engine. Um, I'm a big big fan of Merigoido and his strikerless. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, but yeah, I, I just like to see what's possible these days. I don't really play it seriously anymore. Um, I used to clock maybe two, three thousand hours easy, but since probably FM sixteen, my playing the games probably dwindled. Um, but it's just the way it goes, and it? it's. I mean, I probably only I probably put about two hundred hours in last year's game, so mm. it's just I just a, a save can't grab me anymore. It, it just doesn't. I, f- I find the game quite easy, um, mm. and I, it just doesn't. It's not really a challenge unless you like impose house house rules on yourself, and I just I get a bit bored. I say that's what um, a lot of long term um, players find. And you'll find a lot of them try and do things to, uh, like, like myself, try, what I'm trying to do with Bolton this year. You know, try, uh, even though they got the debt, I'm trying to be a lot more strict to Like, there's other people that are going to be Bolton, they'll be in the Premier League in two years and all that bollocks. But I'm going to try and um, work on the off the pitch more than on the pitch this year. Yeah, you, you I mean, said- you get a lot of people like um, Oliver Jensen, he's do, he does it with um, director of football and lets him do all the work, you know what I mean? So there's people that have been playing a long time trying to find new areas of the game to add to the longevity of it. Yeah, like concepts like that quite quite interest me. Um, and and didn't, you played attributeless, didn't you, last, last, this mm. game, in the last game, didn't you? Yeah. And that, like, that yeah. fascinates me. Like That really fascinates me because that's just probably... I mean, the match engine's not... I mean, it does the job, but it's not like real football. But like yeah. playing attributeless is probably as close as you can get you know, like identifying players and etc. Yeah. 
and so that really interested me but I just didn't have the time to put into a save because I would imagine it's quite time consuming well that's it like I said like I enjoyed it I really enjoyed it but I don't think I'd do it again because I literally I played the least amount of seasons I've ever played because I had to go so in depth watching players before signing them and stuff like that watching multiple games um, doing a lot more out out of the game you know what I mean yeah but um it really added the game and it's really enjoyable and anyone's thinking about it do it but don't think it's going to be the same game as you normally play because you can't just you know play your game then scout and play it on like key highlights because you don't see enough in the game did you um, um, did you play with uh, original players or did you use uh, fake names I played I played with the real players and um, I um, what what I normally did was if I wanted like say I wanted left back I get my scouts and my director of football to find left backs, and then I used to go and watch their games. For depends on where they were coming from. You know, obviously it was a bit limited on um, some leagues that were loaded. So, if, like say, I didn't have Argentina loaded. There was left back in Argentina. I couldn't really watch him, so I asked to sort of trust the staff. But while in Germany, I went and actually watched their games and um, watched the player in the game and saw what he was doing. The hardest thing I found was you couldn't really tell what role he was playing. Yeah. Um, and, and so if you say I want him in wing back and he's playing um, full back, there is a bit of a difference. And if he's, you know, he might actually be better off in a different role. And you obviously see it after on the scout on the scout report and that, but in in the actual game you can't tell then. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a there's an edit on the skin that you can, if, well you could last you anyway. If you wanted, to, you could see the roles on the pitch for the opposition. I think last but, year they didn't they patch that where. I yeah, think it was, the game was released, wasn't it? And you could see it. And I think me and a few other people straight away was like, "That's really, that's almost like a hack because you can see yeah. the roles of the opposition." And they patched it basically. Yeah, but I think there was still an edit. They wouldn't let you do that. Oh, right. But, I, but that sort of thing, like, you don't want to see that because it, it takes away from the game. But you know, that's what you you sort of need to see a little bit if you're going to play attribute list because it helps you a little bit more. That's why sometimes you watch it. You have to judge against the um, opposition as a player. So if he's playing in a say FA Cup third third round game against a League Two team and he looks brilliant, you've got to sort of weigh in all that up as well. And yeah. I, sp- I suppose in, in, uh, that's quite similar to how I play FPL. Um, I, I, I don't really look at value. I don't really look at you know. There's a lot of work done in FPL. I mean, I, d- I don't know how aware the FM community are of what goes on in the FPL community. But you won't. There's loads and loads of like bollocks. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is really. <laughs> <laughs> and and a lot of them just can't like understand football. Like they just they just look at football now as a maths equation where it's like what's the highest xg? What's the the like the the spin offs of xg are like ridiculous. Like in in FPL, it's it's just there's like x FPL uh, x xgc xa like it's just like, it goes on and on. Do you know what I mean? Because like... we don't we don't have any expected goals so far in FM, and I know I think Miles Shakespeare was really dead against it. I, I believe I think he said it before, um, and there is an argument to put it in the game, but you know, ultimately, it's not the be all and end all of football, is it? Really? I think no. you know, there's a, some xg model. Like, there's loads of different xg models. Um, and I don't even look at them. I'll be honest. Um, I I mean I've got um, I've got a membership to Y Scout. I don't know if you know what Y Scout is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's quite in depth, but I don't really look at their. I I mean I I put the the numbers in my articles, but I don't really consider it to be honest. So um, do you use Y Scout purely for the Premier League? Would you do you look at other leagues that have interest, or to just focus on England? Um. So obviously, like, I play football index. Um. I said play. I bet on football index. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? and you're gonna remember us when you're famous, aren't you? You've <laughs> made fame that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like, I mean, this is going off topic, but there's a lot more similarities in how I play football index to how I play FM. Um, so when I've played FM, before, like I'm usually, it's all about wonder kids. You know, the next, the next. Young player, who we're going to buy, etc., etc., and that's and and that's a la- football index has allowed me in a way to apply that to real life. So I can, yeah. I can but I, I mean, I'm I'm sitting on like one at the minute. Um, uh, he's called Geiger. Plays for Hoffenheim. I don't know if you're aware of him. Um, yeah. he's a young playmaker. Nagelsmann like 
absolutely adores him um, and I'm pretty sure he's probably going to end up at uh, Red Bull um, with Nagelsmann um, but yeah um, so his price has like doubled in the last six weeks so I'm I'm sitting on a decent amount of profit but it's just yeah. it's just things like that like I, I mean I, I suppose that's really interesting yeah FM one of my other questions oh go on no I was going to say one of my questions was around about does FM help you with FPL for knowledge of new foreign signings but I suppose FM's and helping you really with um, basically the football index isn't it Oh yeah, like the way I've played FM over the years has probably like trained me if you like to for football index, I guess. Um, yeah. In a way. Yeah, okay. The, Sorry, Dan. The, the, the only thing I say about football index is they're not bit in that deep yet, is it? No, I mean, it's not. Um, no. But like the Brazilian wonder kids, I remember when um I first went on it, I was like got onto Cleon and said like, oh, what are the Brazilian wonder kids that you know of at the moment? And he gave me a list of about twenty, and he didn't have a single one of them. And yeah, he was like, well, fuck it. fucking hell, one of them's like top goal scorer in Brazil. was <laughs> like, he's waiting on there. Yeah, they are a bit slow. I mean, they haven't even got Tomorrow who plays for Chelsea, so that just tells you what you need to know, really. I think yeah. I think football managers' literally reach of the database is so grand that yeah, at the moment in the new FM, you're going to have people like the 20, 20, 2002 generation being born that mm. are going to probably be 16 in the new FM. Um, and I think just that level of research that got into it is is... Is incredible, and that's probably why football teams are actually using the database. Mm. Well, it's funny you say that. I was, um, I was having a little flick through back um, through that documentary that they put on YouTube, and um, th- there's a bit in South Africa when he's talking about a uh, left back who's 17 at the time, and I thought I'll have a look at him on FM19, and he, he's he's on there, and he's now like the captain of the team at 22, 23. Yeah. And like on like this is just a unpaid researcher for FM saying oh he's he's going to be the next big thing coming like coming through been watching him he's seventeen now he was at um the South African Ajax team I can't remember what they're called uh, and um, he's uh, like, oh, this Ajax Cape Town is it or something like that yeah yeah that's it and then he's like oh this, and he's he is in the first team now you know it's like but he's not that he's spotting but he's there researching him and he's in the game yeah that, that many years ago. I think, I think people remember the ones that fail, don't they? Yeah, they but always remember. They get a lot right as well. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Okay, um, the next question to Dale really was from, from Dan. It was about, um, do you, Dale, find value in positions the same as in FPL as in FM? So, for instance, if midfielders are most valuable in FPL, which I think they are, because they used to be that, you know, they get a lot of goals and assists and they can get a clean sheet bonus as well. Do you kind of project that as well in foot manager? Um, I suppose in football manager I probably play with a lot of midfielders to be fair um, <laughs> I at least play with like five uh, if not six <laughs> or seven just just to see yeah, what's as mi- possible as many possible basically <laughs> I'm a big fan of like you know progressive football uh, passing the ball I'm a massive fan of Guardiola massive fan of Klopp any manager like that you know Nagelsmann etc um, I just I just love the way I just love you know getting the ball down and playing rather than just booting it you know um, yeah. so yeah I mean yeah I do love I do love midfielders in FM um, and yeah you're right in FPL they are they are quite valuable um, not so much this season it's it's been a strange season this season um, I've got one I mean the, to be fair the highest scoring player in the game is Kevin De Bruyne at the minute Um and obviously, like, I'm, I'm his, probably his biggest fan in the world. Yeah, I think he's one player you've championed all ever since I've seen your Twitter. Basically, he's always about Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, and this is what I mean about people not understanding football. That you know, there, there was the reason for that was in the summer a lot of FPL accounts. The, the Watch Man City play. Um, that some Japanese team. They, I think they drew two two or something. They they had like. 48% possession which you know never ever happens no. so Kevin De Bruyne's average position on the pitch was like around the halfway line which again doesn't happen often so everyone was like kind of panicking that he was going to play this new deep role so I kind of like had to you know have my say on it basically and just say like you, you, you're talking shit <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's not you know it's not going to happen like he's, he's one of the best players in the world like he's you want him playing as close to the goal as possible, and you and you're seeing that this season, you know you're seeing just how good Kevin De Bruyne is. Like, 
I mean, for me, there's only probably Verratti was on the same level as him. Like he's just he's he's just different class. Uh, he's going to break the assist record in January at this rate. You know the way he's going. Um, it's just a different class. And on on FM, I really love players like that. And in and, and you know, you get you get so far down the line, and the wonder kids, you know, the, like the new gens, if you like, they um, there's there's loads of them in there who, who who just play like that creative midfield role. I don't know if you think. Do you feel they get too good too quickly? On FM, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, massively. Because I think it, I mean in real, in in real life, if you identified a lot of footballers say between sixteen and nineteen who you thought was going to be world class, the odds are that probably if you identified two hundred, there'd probably be what maybe thirty we get right realistically. But on FM, you yeah. can identify them pretty early on. You can identify yeah. them as soon as as soon as you get the youth intake. In my opinion, I think you know the 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 way youngsters develop needs to be a bit more dynamic. Um, but it's it's you know it's that archaic structure, isn't it, of, of having having the PA and the CA system of you know minus ten and up to two hundred kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's never <laughs> dynamic either. Obviously, it's it, just going to be that figure, and it yeah, and you know they have to have a system, don't they? And and that's the the one that we've got. But I think yeah. I think you know it's just a bit. It's something that needs looking at, but you know, it's miles in it. It's he's a he's, he's a dick. <laughs> you can't you can't tell him on anything shit about his game. No, he'll block you for sure. Yeah, I'm blocked by miles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that probably wouldn't surprise um, anyone though. <laughs> no, I suppose half the FBL committee probably blocked you, haven't they? Yeah, good good portion of them. Uh, a good a good percentage. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was really. F- 500 people I'd say lovely um, that kind of brings the end to like the football manager discussion Dan I don't know if you've got anything else you want to ask Dale, about no him. no the, the only reason I raised that question is because I was looking at my own team and then looking at my FM teams and I know you've always take, taken a minute but I do spend a lot on wing backs on FM I think and I a, a at lot of money I think lots what? of money like highest earners and then I looked at my FPL team and the probably not my high, not my most valued player, but the highest spend per precision is my two on defence. I spend more on wing backs who are attacking, chances of assists, and clean sheets and potential goals. And I I found that quite interesting. That actually that translates over to my FM. That I always tend because of the way I try and play is I've attacking um, quality wing backs. You know what I mean. So I think um, I I found that quite interesting in looking at over the two to find that, that I translate that from FM to uh, FPL. I mean, um, yeah, I was on I was on De Bruyne from the start. You know, loads of people were chatting shit. I've seen Dale tweeting about it. But I mean, um, you, like you say about FPL, like there are a lot of people that are like they they call it jumping on the bandwagon and they they burn players. It's like after week two, everyone started selling Bernardo Silva. And he dropped two million, like um, sorry, not point two million, and I can afford him. I was like, well, I have some of that then, you know, because like people just see, oh, we haven't returned twice in two weeks. Yeah, it's quite knee jerk. The market, the transfer market in FPL is really knee jerk. Yeah, um, I found. Um, I mean, well, we, I mean, we was in a group chat, weren't we? And you know, like, mm. look at look at po- Pokey. You know, look at how people have, have like sold him and jumped on him and you know it's, yeah. it's, I mean it's just crazy I mean Kevin De Bruyne probably he got sold by 750,000 managers in the last week because um, <laughs> he's injured you know and it's, people don't I mean the thing is though, I mean like you see that and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell him you'd never be able to afford him again you know you'd have to rip your whole team up while you're kind of getting back in yeah I mean yeah. Well, you know me Dan I play I play quite aggressively don't I so I'm my team's always like changing, changing shape. If you like, I'm always recycling players. I think I think that's key to, I think that's probably one of the big differences between FPL and FM is you know you've got to rotate your, your pre yeah. rotate your big players. Like, um, whereas on FM you're probably building for the long term, aren't you? Um, yeah, I have some players that literally play every game, and they'll only be dropped if they're really fucked. Um, and yes, literally, I I don't even like trying to make many changes to teams game by game. <laughs> I'm yeah. quite quite religiously stick to that eleven, and then 
Um, not, I'm not going to be like the Benitez approach. Didn't he, didn't he go somewhere like 50 games to change his team every week? Was, was it Benitez? Some stat where Benitez changed his first 11. Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, for yeah. Like, I think it was something like two years or something. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, Right, I so saw his next section of the discussion was kind of statistics. Obviously, it underpins uh, for, for fantasy football for sure. Um, and I think you can get a real head start on a lot of decisions and probably beat the transfer market, which kind of Dale does. And obviously it does kind of help with Foot Manager. You can read into statistics. Obviously Dan's background last year, going attribute less, forced him to look more at statistics. So I was just wondering, really for both of you, like what, like which real-life statistics do you place great, import- great importance on? And do you check these stats also in FM? Uh, does, it, does it translate between FM and FBL? Do you want to go first, Dan? No, you go for it, Dale. You're the guest. All right, so... <laughs> guess right. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm just... I'm polite. Uh, it's probably the only time I am polite. But, um, so... Okay, so statistics. So I do check a lot of statistics. That's the reason I have Wisecout. Um, yeah. I also get... I mean, it's to get access to the footage as well. But, um, so... What I look at is... It, I mean, it depends on position. So today, I was writing... I've been writing a like an eight game week review of the season so far um, and what in, what um, statistics are, you know, are important etc for different positions so t- I was writing about Trent Alexander-Arnold earlier on today um, he's the kid who's just an absolute phenomenon phenomenon I can't say it. phenomenon phenomenon yep <laughs> I can't fucking say <laughs> it <laughs> but you know in an attacking sense he's absolutely ridiculous he's, he's practically a winger um, yeah. So, but what I look at in him is so I look at quite a lot of the underlying statistics. Well, so for someone like him who, who's going to be creating a lot of assists, what I, one of the ones I look at is how many shot assists he has. I don't really look. I, I might look at the XA, like the expected assists, but I won't. I won't like look at it too much. Um, but I did look at his today. So his XA is zero point three nine over the last eight games in the Premier League. To put that into context, 2017-2018, Kevin De Bruyne, that got like 20-odd assists, I think, in that season, 28 assists in that season, he's expected assists, like average, was 0.33. So, that you know, you, you, that's... that's As much as I don't pay attention to some stats, you, you know, you have to put them into context. Um, and... So basically, like Trent Alexander is kind of almost like a creative midfielder in his, in terms of his expected oh, assists. Massively, massively. I mean, is is, but then like to flip it on its head. This is. I mean, I know I've, I've like been wanking off Kevin De Bruyne in this pod quite a lot, but <laughs> his expected assists this season over the eight like, last eight games is zero point seven, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, you you, you don't get numbers like that. I, I've never seen. I, I can't think off the top of my head. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, shot assists is a really is a good one. Um, sh- uh, touches in the box is is something I look at as well. Um, obviously, yeah, I like I like looking at touches on a player role in FM to see basically where they're occupying the spaces and where they're getting the ball really, and where they're influencing the game. So I suppose that does translate to FPL then, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's more for say like there's some players I probably don't even really check so. Like someone, so like Salah, um, or Mane or whatever, you know what you're getting. So it's with them, it's more about timing when you're buying them. But say like, um, let's think who's in my squad at the minute. Um, I'm, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so like some someone who's a cheap player, like a cheap midfielder, was in, like in this six six and a half million range, something like that. Say like Clam Clam Hudson Odoi, someone like that. Um. With him, I'd be looking at you know if obviously he plays like wide wide forward or whatever for Chelsea. Um, I'd be looking at how many times is he getting in the box, if he how creative he is, how many shots he's having. I'd probably be looking at his pass map as well, seeing where his passes, um, are taking place, um, and what direction they're going, etc. etc. Um, and that that's kind of like something like that. Yeah, um, and I suppose those those kind of things is probably what you look at NFM. Um, if you. If you if you take his quite scouting quite serious, um, I don't know how deep these stats goes in an FM. If I'm honest, 
Um, I think anything anything the player does in the match engine is generally is generally captured in the the back end stats bit of, of FM. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it does it doesn't do expected goals or expected assists or no, anything like that. But it, but it does like, just be touches. It's clear cut chances in it in FM. There's still you clear cut chances. They, they do that, but it's hard to it's hard to really believe them sometimes. Well, especially when you look at it in the match engine. You, sometimes mm-hmm. I see a chance, and I think that's surely a CCC, and it, it actually doesn't get counted as one. Whereas yeah. sometimes a clear cut chance will, will will not be clear cut at all. I, I, so you don't. I, I really just believe my eyes more than anything than those. those yeah, and, and obviously you can like 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 I look at the footage on Wisecout. You yeah. can you can look at the highlight like any highlights carried on FM. It's all stored. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember going like a little segue. I remember when um, I mean, I used to be a massive member of FM Base. Um, I used to be really active on there, and like people used to rate tactics by clear cut chances. Like, how many clear cut chances does it create? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's as bad. I I see people rating their tactic on how many shots they get. Like literally, simply match match shots, shots on target. I've got that. Yeah, I'm I'm really good. And could, you think could, of it actually, how many of those do you actually convert? I, yeah, I was going to say I could probably create a tactic like quite easily that gets like thirty shots on target, but it's, it's about <laughs> yeah. it's about how how no, good are those chances? Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You see, I I've built a few tactics for recent like well, the last few editions where it's been really low percentage of, of possession, and it is literally just dirt football, but it, ha- it it's still very efficient with the chances that it converts. And then you'll see someone's tactics getting 50 shots and they're just like winning 1-0 or 2-1. Mm. And you're thinking, okay, it's not any better than my one. Uh, I had I had this um, argument with someone on Twitter once. They were like, oh, I, I got a great tactic. You know, I just I just won 3-0. But yeah, something ridiculous, like 46 shots and three on target. And yeah. it's like, well, hang on a minute, mate. It's not actually that good. You know, yeah. That's a lucky win, really. That's, that's lucky. The keeper's been shitty. He's let the three in on target. You've yeah. had 46 shots in 43 of them, and even it got on target. Yeah, yeah it just sounds like you're just taking pot shots from anywhere. I can't remember. Like, the, oh, was if you've had 46 s- shots, you'd be happy with that. I was like, well, I'd rather have two shots, two goals, to be fair. But I think I think it was in in like statistics of um, football in real life. There was that that thing in the 80s. It was some I can't remember the guy's name that I wrote. It was English, and his his theory his theory was basically get as many shots and you know, some will go in, and it's a very English mentality. <laughs> yeah, it's really I mean, interesting. Yeah, I think I mean, some people are still stuck in that mindset. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's like stuff in Brazil, like the team that creates the most fouls win has a better chance of winning the game. You know, and <laughs> um, that, 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 that honestly, that was like a massive thing in Brazil. Like, probably, I think about five, maybe five years ago. Um, the theory yeah. was that you know the team that gives away the most free kicks has more time to get set defensively. So they have less chance of conceding <laughs> a goal. Honestly, like <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, like there's loads. I mean, there's loads of there's loads of stuff like that about. Um, I think you know, I mean, I'm a massive fan of statistics. I probably just use them a bit differently to everyone else. Um, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of faith in XG, and that's. I'm. 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 I mean, I've talked about this with Dan as well, like before, mm. you know, and and. I think me and Dan are both like in agreement. You know, XG is all well and good, but it's about record. That's about recording what's been and gone. It's not. You know, it's not. Yeah, definitely. Because because of the differences in the models, you can't. It's hard. It's hard. Like, why? Like, if you take Y Scout, you know, and then compare it to Understat, there's probably like say someone like Aguero. There's probably about three XG difference. Like, which one's correct? You know, it's it's <laughs> it's a bit different. Yeah, I think. Um, that's one of the things though. Sometimes it's like it's just like you said, it's more about watching it and getting her. Uh, oh, of course. That's uh, what I found it last year with um, doing the attribute list here. It's more about watching it and getting a gut feeling that transitions over to FPL. I mean, I was, I, was, I watched uh, I watch Premier League, I, I watch all the games as many as I can on my time off, especially with FPL. And I look at it and like you'll see someone, it's like, um, Everyone started. I remember it was um. You said about Pukey, but I was at Cantwell as well. Mm. Everyone was jumping on it because he, he got two assists one week. And when you actually watch the game, the in FPL assists are a little bit like poorly rated. If you if you're the last yeah. player to touch the ball before the goal is an assist. Well, on one of them he got tackled, but he he touched the ball that rolled to Pukey to score. And the other one, Pukey took the ball out of his feet to score. So, but he claimed to assist because he was last to touch it. Yeah, you do. No, ev- ev- everyone's then seeing 
two assists, two assists. Oh, bloody hell, four million, two assists. Get on this guy. Well, actually, when you go and watch the game, it, well, it wasn't really two assists. It was, you know, it. They on other stats and statistics, they probably wouldn't have counted them as assists. There I must know. be so many players like that, though, that just literally pass to either a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Eden Hazard, and they do all the trickery, score the goal, but literally all their contribution was a sideways pass or something like that. Well, I remember with um, um, Sun Dream Team for the World Cup, um, I think it's a semi-final, Neymar had a shot, it was parried, and then someone tapped it in and scored. One FPL, you get an assist for that. On Twitter, all these people were going mental. Where's my Neymar assist? Where's my Neymar assist? <laughs> and the guy replies him, we didn't set him up. The guy scored a rebound from his shot. It's not an assist. So you've got two different programs effectively yeah. doing the same thing, equating a different way of scoring than the other. And like you say, Daryl saying about XG and all that. They're all, they're all good, well and good, but there's so many different variants of it now. And they're all scoring differently. Yeah, it's it's just about. I mean, I you can use it. Like I, I, I still I still look at it, but I don't use it as some kind. Of, like some people think it's a cheat code for like fantasy <laughs> football, and it really isn't. Like it really so, isn't. Are, are there people down that build their whole team on XG or eight oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And are they, are they massively failing? Are, do they get called out on it at all? <sighs> well, about me, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shock horror. Yeah, I mean, look, right, what you've got to look at is, I mean, the FPL Twitter community is pretty big now. Um, I think pro- it's pretty bigger than, it's bigger than FM, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but it does seem like that. I mean, I've got nearly 10,000 followers. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why people follow me, but they do. Chinese follow fam. Yeah. It could be improved if you win the Friday follow a bit later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's... Like so, but some of the bigger accounts, like there's people like 50, 60, 70,000 followers, and you know a lot of these people are really struggling. Like, you know, there's there's, it's funny because like the official like the fantasy, we used to have the Twitter community to ourselves, but fantasy Premier League like created their own account and are now like a big part of the community, and mm. they have these this panel of experts and and probably like all but. Three of them have got like experts. Well, yeah, but um, like all but like three of them have got like seven figure ranks. It's 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 ridiculous. Like it's funny though. Makes me piss. I mean, I'm I'm currently sat at like two thousand eight hundred. So that's pretty. Like I like to think that's pretty decent. Um, Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, there's these people who are considered experts who have who are ranked in the millions. It's, it's Any chance you can get on there one day, do you reckon, or not? No, definitely not. I'm blacklisted from that <laughs> show. You're joking at you. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, I find that um, with FBL, when you do see it in FM as well, a lot of teams come generic. You know, you see on F- oh, yeah, FM, massively. a lot of a lot of people all sign the same players. They all oh, get the do. Wonder Kid list. It's the yeah. same on FBL. You could look at 100 teams, and 95 of them have probably got 7 or 8 of the same players. Oh yeah, like at the, like probably in the first five game weeks, most teams will have had a Liverpool defender, and probably Otamendi, um, Sterling, Aguero, Salah, well one of Salah and Mane. Um, yeah. There might be that mentality that I've got to get the same team as the person close to me, so I keep up with them, and I think and just kind of work around the edges. And I think so that's probably that why I've happened so to well. me once in my work one. I was um, I was catching up with the person that was first. I was like three points behind them. They still had their wild card left with three weeks to go. They copied my exact team. That's a dick move, that is. That, so I, every week I could, I, I could only really make one transfer because I didn't want to take any hits. Yeah. It's a paid league and all we did was every week he would do the next week he would do a transfer I did the week before just to stay that little bit in front of me for three weeks. Bastard beat me by one point. Yeah. I see most people Jeez. won't cop- uncopy my team because most people think my team's quite out there. Too left field. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's that bad, but <laughs> some people do. Um, okay. I, um, I, sorry, sorry, Dan. I, my 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 opinion when I see your team is it's a good team, but I don't. It doesn't excite me. You know, it's, it's every player you've got. Well, well, um, is a guarantee six, probably six points every week, which is how you win. But then, like. You know, it's like, oh, you got Joel Matip. I don't know if you still got him, but Joel, oh, fucking hell, what a boring player. 
I, you know, because <laughs> well, he gets points, he's boring. But I, I yeah, but I, I, I play it for. Go on. Uh, to be fair, my whole intention this season was to try and beat Dell, but it's probably not going to happen. Though, but, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but that's 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 why I play. I try and just try and beat the people that I know. But the, then there's obviously people that try and want to be number one in the world and all that. The, f- yeah. the thing that, is, like, that's how. The, I mean, yeah, got... take it really serious. Some people try and like they. All they want to do is finish as high as possible. Whereas my sole intention, I paid twenty quid in the Dale's league just to try and beat him. <laughs> if they all finish nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine-nine, I've won ahead of him. That's my job done. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm winning it this season, to be honest, Dan. But um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, but going back to Joel Matty for a second, like the problem people have is like. He's a boring player, but if Liverpool keep a clean sheet, you're getting points. Well, that's it, yeah. And in his price difference is like probably I think he's about one point seven million difference between him and say Trent Alexander Arnold, um, yeah. and I can use that up front, you know. And unless unless Trent Alexander Arnold's like getting attacking points, I've I've got you covered, you know. Well, that's it. That's how you that's how you do it, isn't it? Yeah, and that's. Been- I'm real boring like that with my defensive picks, but everyone thinks it's real left field, and it really isn't. Like it's, it's <laughs> you know, I could I'll reel off my team to you now, right? So I've got Pope in goal. In defence, I've got Alexander Arnold, Mendy, Otamendi, Lundstrom, Rico. Um, in midfield, I've got Yarmolenko, Son, McGinn, Hudson Odoi, and De Bruyne. Up front, I've got Abamyang, Abraham, and Vardy. Like, you know, that's that's not a bad team. Yeah, good side. Like, but but every, everyone thinks it's like left field and it, I, I don't <laughs> understand I don't understand it I'll be honest well, um, okay. I'll, be, I'll be playing my wild card this week so I'll be listening back to the podcast to get your team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweet my team every week <laughs> don't you worry uh, the, the final question I've got really on this, to this discussion is really um, have you ever thought Dale about simming a season of EPL uh, so in FM um, and seeing what happens and would that influence your decision making for your actual real life fantasy football team so like I don't do it often but if one week I'm, I'm like I don't know to captain and it's by coincidence I'm playing FM and it's the same like round of fixtures I'll see what the, I'll see what it says I've done that nice. before I have done that before and has it ever worked out for you or has it gone horribly wrong um, Think of the, I mean, I can't think to be honest. It's, it's probably went shit, yeah, <laughs> more than anything. I think I, I, I think it was an, one was on like Andy Carroll, like when before he, I was gonna say before he got injured, but I think he's been injured forever, hasn't he? But it was one, when he was so, yeah. when he was at West Ham, um, and he had like five games, and he looked, he looked like a well beater, and then someone breathed on him and got injured. Um, but yeah, I've, I, it went shit with him. I think I, it was my triple captain actually. Um, oh shit! But that's when I didn't really take the game seriously. So like, <laughs> I, I was I was like I I've played fantasy football in, in one incarnation or another since, like, uh, probably the air, like late nineties. Used to play it by post. Um, it was I I I've played uh, fantasy high team quite seriously. I was, I was ranked like. Yeah, like thirteenth in the world one season on there. Um, they probably get about maybe about five hundred thousand players, so that was pretty decent. Um, and then I st- I've just kind of stumbled upon FPL on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this looks alright. So I just I kind of, but I didn't really play it seriously for a couple of seasons. And then I had one really good season where I finished like I think it was like like ten k or something. And I thought I'll take this seriously, and then the season after, I finished one point three million. I was like, "For fuck's sake, <laughs> this is a, <laughs> this is proper shit." Um, but I probably learnt more from that season of finishing one point three million than I, than I have any other, to be honest. Um, yeah. And then, I, I, like last season, I finished like twenty k, and this season we'll see what happens. Um, I think there's a quite a nice um, analogy there to FM as well. You learn a lot from when things go wrong. Oh, and if you do learn from when things go right, so. I can get by that. Okay. Um, if you want, guys, we should move in probably into the the actual football manager creator fantasy football. Okay. Um, 
I asked you guys to pick two six-a-sides of FM content creators, and I split those into four groups, goalkeepers being SI employees, um, and then defenders being bloggers, uh, midfielders were streamers, and strikers are YouTubers. And I kind of tried to mirror um, the fantasy football that Dale plays. And, and was this hard for you, Dale, by the way? Because obviously you, you probably don't know many people. Yeah, it was a bit difficult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like um, the one person I, I was still blogging, or I know, didn't really blog, so yeah. So, obviously, I, I gave the guys 50 million dong, uh, which is the currency of Vietnamese in Vietnam, um, budget, which equates to around 1,700 pounds. Um, and they had to select a six side team, um, and they could use a number of formations. So, I kind of gave them the option of having like you've got to have a goalkeeper, you can have two, two defenders, which are bloggers, or you could have one blogger defender. Um, or you could overload into the into the basically the streamers or the YouTube market, and there's loads of different scorings. SI employees, for instance, I'll just read them out. SI employees, um, if they tweeted at how excited they were in FM20, they would get plus two points. Um, if they asked for something to be raised in the forums, they'd get plus four. Uh, if they tease an FM feature, it's plus three. Um, so we'll go through your picks for um, the SM, SI employees. So uh, Dan, you went with Tom Davidson who is kind of um, the PR manager at Sports Interactive. He's only five million, Dan. Was there any feeling towards that? Um, I just thought he might be a good value one because he's quite... Um, he was using what they were posting on Twitter to judge, and he's quite active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Dale went for his best mate, Miles. That yeah. 20 million of his budget, so a real percentage of his dong budget there. You know, like, Miles is, is that boring. He only ever talks about Watford or... FM, so I thought it was a good bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go for their scoring each and then we'll move on to defenders, I suppose, if that's all right with you. So um, Tom Davison didn't actually tweet anything about how excited they were in FM20. That's terrible, Tom. The, the last tweet he's mentioned where he says, I'm excited, was the Joshua and... Uh, is it Clicklit show? I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I don't like boxing. No, you can't pronounce it. All right. <laughs> Am I? Okay. <laughs> He was a bit better uh, from the PR manager, really. So, yeah, yeah, like so that's. And Miles probably needs so to look at that. He needs to be more excited. If, if Tom is listening to this, seriously, get excited. FM20 is around the corner now. You've got to release can date. You, Rejoice. Can you tweet him tomorrow, Tony, and just say, Tom, can you get a bit more excited about FM, please? I can do. You look a bit weird, but I will anyway. Uh, anything for you, Dan. Um, or embarrassingly enough, though, Miles didn't tweet his excitement either. The, the, he only tweeted that he's excited about two things last month. Can you guess what they were? Uh, was it s- sausage rolls. Okay, Dan's correct with jokers. Dale's not correct with sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing he was excited about, other than the Joker movie, was playing the Sega Mega, Mega Drive. This is, what I'm, this, is, this is what I mean. This is how interesting he is. Like. <laughs> um, so moving on to the forums then. So Tom didn't plug the forums at all. So no, Tom. What another zero, another zero for Dan there. Um, whereas Miles did plug it three times, so he got the f- <laughs> three times four bonus, so he got twelve points. Okay, now. So <laughs> Dale in the lead there. I mean, that's um, still poor. <laughs> yeah, still poor. Yeah. Um, revealing features. So Tom did reveal some features. That was on five star, um, but that was on the twenty third of September, and I only covered October. So <laughs> sorry, Dan. Zero points. <laughs> Tom's let me down. That's it. I wish you had Dom now. Um, Miles got shitloads. To be fair, I couldn't be able to count count it all. Um, he do, he's, he's using something called Twitpole with a hashtag FM20 features, and he did a roulette thing. He's been doing it daily. I just gave him 20 points for October. Um, <laughs> sounds about right to me. So he got 32 points there. That's it. I told you. He's on top of what else. Um, moving on then, so bloggers. So Dan, you went for a formation that only has one blogger. I think you both of you did actually. You chose from eleven one at eight million dong. You could have gone higher. You could have got like a Kesey Rensi at fifteen million dong. You could have got FM Samo at fifteen million. Yeah, I don't waste money on defenders. No, <laughs> obviously not. Don't waste money on um, Samo. Yeah. So you basically get a point if if they blog. Um, Dale, unfortunately, got Ant-Mac. <laughs> Ant-Mac and cheese. 
I had to um, get on. It's, it's my minute. He was the cheapest blogger you could have got at two million dong. <laughs> so Dale Winfrey's mate, but also the cheapest. I don't know which one won out of that argument there. Um, but anyway, Dan, Dan's from 11-1. Uh, he has blogged in October, so he got the plus two points. Um, he also got a plus four points because it was typo free. <laughs> so well done. Um, and I did say if any blogger got over uh, 15 retweets, they would get a plus three. Sadly, from 11.1's only got six RTs on that post, so he gets zero points. But it's a respectable six points, Dan. Well, there's only, what, my 30 points behind? Yeah, about that, yeah. <laughs> um and Mac, I'm not even going to bother to Mac. Um, did zero all round. Obviously, he didn't blog, so he didn't get any RTs, didn't get any typos. Um, so yeah. Moving on then to uh, midfielders. So obviously, you could take the FPL route and overload your midfield of streamers. Um, Dan, you only went for one midfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, again, you only went for one midfielder. Um, so basically. Dan, you went for Darry Lips, who's been on the pod before. No. Um, and Dale went for FM Dupe. So basically, you get a point if they streamed, or two points if they streamed, and um, Daryl has streamed, so well done. Uh, then I did say that you would get, um, if the stream includes any more than 80 people at any one time, you'd get four points. And if the stream has promoted any RT and follow competitions within October, they get plus three. Uh, so Darry was quite good, obviously streamed, but he'd get nowhere near 80. So sorry, Daryl. Um, <laughs> zero points there. And he's no, sadly, no RT and follow comp from him. Um, the flip side was Dupe didn't obviously stream, but he has done uh, two retweet and follow competitions. So he got six points. See, I only picked him because, like, Northman, like, fell out of him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the only reason I picked him. So basically, you're, you're picking people if you got blocked, you like them, or they had an argument with someone else. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to the money grabbers, also known as YouTubers, because they get the points. Um, I just realised, actually, Dale, you picked a player less than like, Dan. But oh. that's because you maxed out on your budget. Yeah, <laughs> you went, I thought it was five-a-side, not You went crazy so. in miles, basically. Um, so we'll, we'll read through Dan's... Um, YouTubers then. So you've gone for FM Trek Artista at 6 mil. You then went for that guy JC at 6 mil. But then you went crazy on Loki Doki at 15 mil, who's one of the on the upper tier of basically YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowhere near Dr. Benji level, 25 million. The Lojo is 20 million. But you know, Loki's a respectable 15 million. I'm guessing you're thinking there is, he's like the middle guy between them. No, Lujo's Lu- Lu- blocked me so he can fuck off. So, FM Trek Artista, he did an incredible 13 videos in October. Um, so he got 26 points, because that's times by two. Uh, none of them are over 1K, so there was there were some points on offer if they get over 1,000 views. Um, that was plus four. It's like your clean sheet bonus. But uh, he didn't get any of that, um, so he needs to do better there. Um, but I did give a plus three for any of them that have custom thumbnails. So we, this is for Dale benefit. We've got this thing really where YouTube's make a graphic per every video that goes out. All right. And so uh, Trek Artista did that for every video. So he got 39 points there. Add it all together, he got 65 points. So he needs to get out more. Well done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a lot of time spent doing that. Um, you rather hit a Dan, they, that guy JC, he only got one video. So you got two points there. None are over one k, but he did do a custom thumbnail for it. So well done. Well done, Joe. Um, but Loki Doki, um, who you triple captain? Well, I should mention Dale did triple captain Ant Mac and got zero. Um, you triple captain Loki Doki because I'm guessing you're banking on this guy to pull you pull you to the top. <laughs> so Loki Doki in October alone, we're only on the fifteenth of October. He produced twenty two videos. Um, all of them are over 1,000 in views, so that you've got, you know, you've got 88 points for that. Uh, everyone is a custom thumbnail as well. Is, it, is this he guy, like, to be fair, this guy is his job. So if that I was, was your job, say, is he like on that YouTube? 
that he'll chill <laughs> dollar. He's, he's, he's on the YouTube more, yeah he's probably on the YouTube more than you're doing uh, FBL stats <laughs> Uh, so in total, Danny got you 198 points. Woo! So I don't know if I should really even read Dale's out, to be honest. I can't remember what I picked. Was it Jim? You, you chose Jim, who's, to be fair, one of the best YouTubers. Doesn't get as much love as you should do, really. Yeah, I like Jim. I, I, the first time I ever watched Jim's video, um, he subbed out his keeper for a, like an outfield player. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He <laughs> didn't realise, like it was so funny. No, well, we we try to help him along as best we can, but it's it's almost like being a care, isn't it, Dan? Really? <laughs> yeah. uh, he he didn't produce a video, so he got zero points. Fuck it, fuck um, sake, Jim. Let yeah, alongside him, you've got bad jokes gaming. I, I didn't I didn't um, know what that was, so I just picked any. He's a bargain buy. He's three million dong. Uh, you can't go wrong. Um, you got your two videos, so you kind of got your money's worth, really. <laughs> uh, and then neither of them over 1K, but both did have thumbnails. I think they were uh, pro-evolution soccer videos. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. to be fair, it's the closest Dan's going to get to beating me this season. So Yeah, so obviously Dan has won the Friday follow. If you total up all these points, he got 594. Um, Dale only got 48, but you know, would you rather be good at real-life fantasy football or would you rather win FM Creators? Uh, yeah, I'd probably rather be good at real life fantasy football because I'm in about eight cash leagues. So yeah, exactly. Um, so Dan, you do win the Friday follow. So we're done. Woo, Dan, go! Woo. Still there, Dan? Are you high on the excitement? Has he actually gone? He's <laughs> gone, gone for a cheeky. What's he doing? Fuck it out! What's he doing to himself? He's having a cheeky Hello, wank. Dan? Yeah. Well, we might as well finish the pod now. Um, on that outro, really, we just generally plug anything that we're doing of our work. Okay. Um, so, so tell people where where they can find you okay. and what you've got planned. So FPL Chef on Twitter. Uh, I think my at is FPL underscore chef. Um, so there's a lot going on, to be honest, um, on my website. Uh, so I do a lot of FPL content, uh, but it's all like it's more like football content to be honest. Um, do you know what? I'd had a look early actually, and there's some articles that I could just read and have no interest in actual FPL, but just because of the the analysis of the game. I think you did a Tottenham Champions League game, didn't you? Oh, that one, that one, me. But <laughs> well, it's was, it was on your site. So sorry. That yeah. was actually good though. That was one of my writers. Well, they don't write for me no more, but yeah, he's a quite a good writer, I say. <laughs> Um, you don't have to shout him out. <laughs> but yeah, um, so there's there's all the articles. Um, I've got some that go in live probably tomorrow or the day after. Um, but next week, so this is exciting. This is a little exclusive. Um, oh, next week, I'm, exclusive. I'm starting a, a football podcast that looks at football from the na- 1990 to 2010. Uh, it's called Gazetta Football Nostalgia. Um, oh, Italian football was the best back in the day. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I mean that's where I, I did my football education was like watching Syria. Um, yeah, but yeah, basically I mean, me and my brothers would just get up in the morning and just watch the Channel Four. Yeah, yeah, was, was the best ever. So yeah, that's that's probably I'm going to record one on Monday, so that'll be like the pilot episode, and then there's me, me and my mate are doing that. So that that's that'll be interesting. Um, okay, well we'll we'll retweet it and. If our followers do want to like listen to that that kind of era of football, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I think you know people around like my age. I don't I don't know how old you are, Tony. To be fair, but I'm like I'm thirty four, so you know I think I'm, I'm around that. I'm around that. So like I'm know, a bit of a baby face, so people think I'm still in twenties. <laughs> but, uh. but yeah, so like people in that era, like you know, we we kind of probably put nineteen ninety to two thousand and ten on a pedestal. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I know I do. I know I look at it as like a golden era of football. So Definitely. there's only Even one. Even just the early Premier League year, like the mid '90s to late '90s, was I think the better Premier League now than the now. Really, it just felt more real. Yeah, tackles flying. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, it's yeah. it's uh, there's only one podcast out there that I found, and I thought it was shit, so I thought I'd do my own. Do it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if you ever want to offload Dan and t- take Dan from me, you know you're much welcome. There's a, there's a small little fee we can arrange off here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> is it is it like share custody of him? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll write up the prenup. Cool. Um, 
and just from just from my side, obviously, uh, I've got a, a blog out on Friday, uh, which will reveal my FM20 club choice, um, and that would be my FM20 page just gets launched. Um, so you can go and read that there, which is fmgrasshopper.com um, forward slash FM20. So that's it from me. Obviously, Dan, are you there still? Are you not woken up? Fucking hell, he just got his Friday photo and fucked off. <laughs> Incredible seeds. Um, so this is going to be another pod. Thank you for your time, Dale. I've really enjoyed you coming on. Okay, it's no, no and, worries, no worries. Uh, and good luck for the rest of the FBL. Thank you very much. All right, cheers, bye.